You're listening to Rock Your Kindness, a new podcast presented by Love What Matters and dedicated to highlighting incredible stories surrounded by kindness. I'm your host, Tracy Farron, author, speaker, cancer thriver, and online creator. But what I really love to do is inspire others to be kinder to themselves and those they encounter, because you never know how your kindness can change the trajectory of not just your life, but the life of another. Since we're literally made from love, being love is as simple as letting our true nature shine. In theory, all we need to do is drop a bucket down into our heart, fill it with love, and pour the good stuff onto others. But theory is a lot easier than practice sometimes. Dropping buckets for people who seem impossible to love or those we don't understand because they are different from us doesn't come easy. Mostly because our head gets in the way of our heart. So you talk a lot about love and I want to know, because I'm a big believer that we all have definitions, right? For different words, mm-hmm. they, ha- they mean different things to us. So just to kind of set the stage, I want to know what love means to Shelby. Love is the unifying agent that connects us all. It's what defines oneness from my perspective. There's lots of names, but it's an energy. It's a vibration that we, that connects us all. And it's running through everything, through everyone, through all created things and call it spirit, call it God, call it consciousness, call it ether, call it whatever. But for me, I choose love. I I would say like, that's my best guess and best way of interpreting what this energy is and what this connection is. It's like the heart, the connecting us heart to heart. How do we interact with people? That's what love is to me. Not like romantic love, but like true, the essence of who we are. I believe that's who we are underneath the personality, underneath the body, underneath the roles, the labels of mom or whatever our job is. No, it's we're all this love. We're all this essence. Then there are people all around us we don't even know, strangers. Loving these people can sometimes feel awkward and unsettling because we lack the comfort of recognition. Again, the thing between our ears thinks too much. This picture captures my daughter, Karen, choosing to let her heart lead in an unfamiliar setting with a total stranger. While vacationing in Spain a few years back, our family was walking to our destination when Karen spotted a young lady close in age to her cowering against the wall, tears streaming down her face. Without hesitation, my daughter knelt beside her and began communicating with her in Spanish, asking what was wrong and if she could help. The rest of us stood at the top of the steps and watched. We couldn't hear what was being said, but the action spoke loud and clear. Love was on full display. Turns out, the distraught girl was visiting Barcelona with her boyfriend, and he abruptly tossed her from his car and drove off, leaving her with no money and a dead cell phone. She was afraid, hurting, and alone in a foreign city. My daughter met her right there in the brokenness, loving a neighbor in need. So tell me about, was it a family trip that you guys took to Spain? Like all of you guys or just you and her? Yeah, it was neat. She was doing a study abroad in college in Barcelona. 
And that year, my husband and I were celebrating 25 years. She knew we were coming, but we surprised her and brought the boys because we thought we'll celebrate 25 years as a family and be in Spain and the whole thing. So that was the trip. We went to visit her during her study abroad. It was neat. Okay, so then let's talk about what it was as a mother that you got to witness Karen do with a stranger. I mean, I remember it like yesterday. So we were walking somewhere in Barcelona, and it was actually my middle son, Kyle, who noticed first that this girl was sitting at the bottom of the steps, just sobbing. And when he pointed it out, I mean, Karen just immediately went and sat right down next to this and put her arm, total stranger, put her arm around her. And Karen speaks pretty fluent Spanish. And this girl was Spanish speaking. So that was a blessing in itself because she could communicate with her. We all continued up the steps and just waited and just kind of watched. And I got snapped at one little picture, but She just comforted her and asked her what was wrong. And this girl had been visiting Barcelona with her boyfriend and they got in an argument and he literally threw her out of his car and left. Her cell phone was dead. She had no money and she was just afraid. She was very young. So Karen would have been maybe 21. Yeah, she was turning 21 in Barcelona. So we were celebrating that too. And this girl was younger than her. And Karen just kept reassuring her and saying, we'll take care of you, gave her money for bus fare to get back to her town. It was just beautiful because here's two total strangers and they connected, even though different parts of the world, but Karen's able to communicate with the language. Having that second language was so valuable in that moment. And it was just a display of love and kindness that just moved all of us because we could have all just walked by and not done anything. That's how Karen is. She just knows when someone's in need. She has no fear. She doesn't get in her own head about, oh, I don't know. She just does it. She'll pick up homeless (laughs) people on the street and drive them to the shelter, like the stories. (laughs) But I trust her because she's got a really good intuition about things. Yeah. So that was- Has she always been like that? Yeah, she's just a very gentle spirit and a very loving, outgoing person. And as a mom, because your husband was there, as parents, what was going through your head as you're watching your daughter just be so loving to a complete stranger? It's like their whole childhood just like kind of flashes like, wow, look, she's an adult. She's adulting (laughs) and she's doing it so well. And it's just a beautiful kind of full circle moment. It's like... This is what you hope for your kids, right? That they're going to be kind and loving and take care of whoever is in need. And there's no second guessing it. So obviously proud and just full of joy. Even if I wasn't her mom, to have watched that would have been so moving. Being her mom was the added blessing and joy of like, wow, my kid, she's doing the things that we really hoped. And my boys are the same. That's what you want to see as a parent. While Karen couldn't do much but give Ruth some money to take the train home, the tearful and long-lasting embrace between them was proof of a seismic doing and being of the love thing. I could almost see each of them drop their buckets, fill them with love, and unleash a hefty pour on one another. I gave her money for bus fare to get home because she had no phone. She had no money because I think her purse got left in the car or something. 
don't remember all the details, but she basically just felt very afraid because she was by herself, not in her own city, no way to contact anybody. I think your quote in your book, be the light in the way out of someone's struggle. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what she did in that moment. Don't be the cause of the struggle, be the way out, be the light. Kind yeah, of that. I love that. What were her thoughts on everything? Did she come and talk to you or what was she thinking? Yeah, she just was so grateful she could help her. She just felt really good that she was able to be that bridge that girl needed in that moment to get from there to the next place and that she was able, right place, right time. Plus the willingness to have the conversation. They hugged for so long and this girl was just crying. Like, like you would have thought they were best friends, the way they interacted. And that's what's beautiful. This goes back to the whole love isn't this energy that connects us all. They both were willing to just step into that frequency in that moment. It didn't matter that they didn't know each other. It's just like you see that in tragedies when there's hurricanes and people jump in the water to save people. They don't ask about the person. Well, I have to decide if I want to help you first, if I agree with the way you believe. And we don't do that. We just help. We just jump in. And that's what one of those moments was just pure love. For someone who's struggling with that, what would you say to them? Because I you know we're all different. And my take is we're all born with that pure love. But it's environment, it's upbringing, it's experiences, we become jaded, we become bitter. For someone who was born, because we all are born, I believe that way, how can they return to that? Do you have any thoughts on that Mm -hmm. on how to return to that pure love? You've got to believe it about yourself, that you have this intrinsic worth in you. Because if we don't believe that, we're not believing the truth, and then that pain that causes inside us, we end up projecting that out as just the way our mind works and the way things happen mentally and emotionally. And so that jadedness, we believe that we're separate and that I have no connection to you whatsoever. That makes it almost easier sometimes to say, I'm going to walk on by because I'm not you. But if I believe that we're not separate and there's this oneness between us at the essence, it's not about sameness. It's oneness. Sameness is totally different. Like you're unique. I'm unique. Everybody's unique. That's what's beautiful. But if we can connect at that heart level, but again, Do I believe that I'm worthy of someone coming and sitting next to me and putting their arm around me, a total stranger? Would I receive that? That's the question to ask. Would I let someone do that? Do I think I'm worthy of that kind of help and love and care and kindness? That's my hope for everybody on this planet, that they would get to that place. I think that's what would change everything we see. Of course it would, because there wouldn't be any inclination to be violent or mean or anything because we realize we're doing it to ourselves. Right. I thought I saw that you and your daughter have a podcast together or do you just guest together? We started a ministry called Love Speaks and that was all about her coming out journey and how my path and her path and how deconstructing from a lot of the beliefs around that. We set it up to help parents who are in that situation where they're not sure what to do with that information. So 
we made our own podcast that have done like the people that we have been able to help with that. It's just a service. It's an act of kindness, an act of service. Like here's our story. This is real and raw. This is our real emotions of how we went through a really hard time, but our love was so deep. I think Love What Matters shared a couple of those stories, honestly, pretty certain they did. Is this an ongoing podcast or was it just a short We did too. And now there's a whole website that has that on there and other resources for families. We went and talked to a church last fall. So wherever we get asked to go, we're both busy with other projects. So it's there for people. It's not like something we're actively at the moment as far as more podcasts, but we were on Deconstructing Mamas. That's another podcast we were on. That's a great podcast, by the way. So I know you're an author and you share on social media. Do you teach on any of this or have courses or anything? This is what I'm getting into. This is going to be my next big thing. I've done speaking on this with this book. That's my hope is to kind of center it all around this whole concept of loving yourself and being the love you want to see in the world. I have certification of meditation and emotional intelligence certifications. I just want to be a safe space for people. I want to be love, whatever that looks like. It'll be different for whoever. Just let people know. I want to be a mirror that reflects who they truly are back to themselves. That's even a thing, but that's what I would want to be. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm grateful for the reminder of what being love looks like, especially when the doing means bridging the gap of what's comfortable and familiar. Such God-ordained opportunities exist everywhere. So in my notes, I actually put that you're a mom of three, a writer, Mm -hmm. author, and a love advocate. Mm -hmm. So is that accurate? Just from what I could collect from everything that I saw, I'm like, she's like a love advocate. I want to be a helper. I want to be whatever the person needs in the moment, whatever that looks like. But truly, as each person has to do the work themselves. You're the alchemist of your own path. The word coach is a thing. I get that. And I'm trying to like, how do I not say it with coaching as the descriptor? Not that there's anything wrong with that word, but like, I'm trying to reword it so it sounds different. Yeah. Well, I love love advocates. So if you want to steal it, you go right ahead. (laughs) Well, I actually have that on my email signature. It says love advocate. As author, speaker, love advocate. You got that on your own? I did. From just kind of looking into you, that's what I came up with. So you're doing it right. Are there any books that you could recommend to someone who maybe wants to 
learn more about this and become better for any resources? Well, if you send people to peacefulchange.world, that's the website I mentioned earlier. It has a massive toolbox of all the books I've ever read, all the podcasts, teachers I've learned from different. It's There's actually a categorized section in there with things like meditation and breath work. There's probably 25 different categories in that section. And I tell people, reach out. It's all free. I want to share. I want to pay forward the tools that helped me, the people that have inspired me the modalities I've used, because that's what it's there for. Do you say that this is a skill that the more you do it, the better you get, the more it becomes almost second nature and a habit? Yeah, because it's a practice. I think all of life is a spiritual practice. Motherhood is a spiritual practice. Your job, you can use any relationship, anywhere you are in the world is going to teach you something. And when we use these situations, so if we're at work and we get frustrated, it's like, okay, what? Take a step back. I'm feeling frustrated. Where's this coming from? What am I telling? Is this serving me? Is it helping anybody? How could I maybe shift one degree and see it a little bit different? A lot of people say, well, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to do this because I can't add one more thing to my day. And that's valid. But I think all day long can be a meditation if you're aware of being aware. You're aware of how you're feeling in the moment and you can make a subtle conscious shift in your thinking in the moment. So it doesn't need to be, I have to go sit for 15 minutes or 30 minutes in a room with my eyes closed. It doesn't need to be that. It could be of life. Yeah. Because think about it. Every moment is an opportunity to become a better version of who we want to be. And that's what that site is always, the peaceful change. It's like, be the peace that you want to see in the world. Be the love, be the forgiveness, be the good communication, be all the things you desire. We have to become it. And I think that meditation is different for everyone. People think that it's having no thoughts and trying to hush your thoughts. And someone else said, well, it's not, it's honoring your thoughts. Right. And so again, like define what meditation, I think what you were saying is for you. And I don't have time in my book is an excuse. And like Mm -hmm. you said, is it serving you? And I love that you said that is a question to ask is, as we play these stories over and over, is this story serving me? Is there truth to this story? Okay, if there is truth to this story, how can I work on that? How can I make this better, right? Because I don't think we needed to be, well, is it serving me? Well, there might be truth to it. Don't just throw it to the wayside. Like you might want to actually think on this for a second. But then I guess just maybe have a different approach. Like, okay, I didn't like that. There is a little bit of truth to that. How can I do it better next time? How can I have that serve me now? And for me, especially with what I speak on a lot of struggles is learn. When we learn from these things, I think it changes our perspective. It's so empowering to, and then there's the whole side of you got to put your pride aside, right? And put ego aside. Right. And that takes a long time. That's what's running the show until it's not. Yes, I agree. I do want to know though, is there an experience? Is it something that we already talked about in the beginning? Like, What drove you to this work to just be so passionate and committed to being a love advocate? Going back to my childhood, I just always wanted to help people. And I was that person that people would come to and just start pouring their hearts out to. I never even knew where the words were coming from. They were just coming through me. 
And I wasn't a spiritual person growing up. I wasn't a religious person growing up, but my heart just was for people. It's always been that way. And I had some very traumatic experiences in my childhood and the pain that I felt, the pain that I went through. I don't want people to feel that. But I also know now that these painful things are sometimes necessary. It's hard to look at it that way. But I mean, I'm looking at my life totally different saying, okay, well, I can pull the beauty from the ashes of that because I'm in a different place to see it. So I think it's just been an inner calling my whole life to want to serve in that way and to just be vulnerable, kind, be whatever people need in the moment. Everyone's in the same boat, experiencing the same emotions for different reasons. So no one's immune to it. Absolutely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So I know we talked about love and what your definition is. So what is your definition of kindness, be it towards others? When I ask this, I think a lot of people always automatically think towards others. But like you and I both Mm -hmm. agree, it starts with self. So I Mm -hmm. am actually curious as to what you think self-kindness looks like and then maybe what kindness towards others. I would say it's non-judgment because if there's any judgment you're automatically dividing something like good, bad, right, wrong, positive, negative. Kindness is saying, I accept what is. I may not like what is, but I'm going to see beneath the brazen personality. I'm going to see beneath the anger, the whatever spite to the essence going back to the love I'm gonna but again like you have to believe in that but kindness it's like everything belongs everything is good at the core and I'm not going to judge it otherwise because who am I to judge like we want to play the person who has all the right answers and knows I'm 100% right and you're 100% wrong there can't be kindness in that because it's doing that dualism again it's separating Kindness is bringing together. Otherwise, we're splitting apart. And then the more we divide and separate, we just get further and further. We can't communicate. We don't understand. I would agree that it's unity and connection and bringing together. And when you're saying that judging it divides, it's like you, that we see that all the time. And But it makes me wonder, like, why do we feel the need to judge, to create division, Do you know why we do that? Why we judge to create the division? We feel threatened 
I learned from Aaron Abke, he's someone I really admire, that there's like three lies of the ego. Scarcity, so you have a fear of lack. And then there's outcome happiness, where something has to happen a certain way for me to be happy. So that's externalizing everything. And if we don't get that, there's sadness that there's we're not getting what we want. And then the third lie is that I'm in control. And then there's the anger that goes with inevitably realizing we cannot control all of that out there. We're living from this ego program like our whole life because we don't get to choose it. When we're kids, it's being downloaded into us because we're just innocent children and our brain waves are very slow. And it's literally like sticking a zip drive into our brain. Our whole environment is just absorbed. Whatever people are saying, how people act, what people tell us, this is acceptable behavior. This is not acceptable behavior. Then we start putting those things into our shadow. And it's from that place that I think our ego is protecting the parts of us that we don't want the world to see. And it's like this automatic, it's not conscious. We wouldn't, from a place of love, we're, we wouldn't do that. So I just think it's really unconscious reacting. We're being triggered and boom, I'm going to judge it because that's the program. That's the belief system. That's whoever, whatever the beliefs are, I'm assessing my surroundings and I'm matching them up against what I believe inside. So as soon as you change the belief, that's it. Because if there were 10 of us in a room and something happened, we're going to get 10 perspectives Mm -hmm. because it's what's inside each of those 10 people will determine how they perceive the one thing that just happened. Yep. Me, that's always the proof that it's inside and it's not outside. Absolutely. I think it takes awareness. And then I've been asked, like when I do podcasts or I do this, it's like, I've been asked the question, are you speaking? What do you want people to take away from what you share? And I said, whatever it is they need to take away. Because people are going to take away what they need from what they hear. And it is not going to be the same. And so I always just go into things with the intention of sharing loving, speaking from experience. Right. And that's all you can do is you share your experience. You speak your truth as the best yeah. that you can. Oh, people to choose to react. It's really like, what is it? Don't take things personally because how other people feel about you is yeah. not your business. It really isn't because how could we possibly know how each person's going to perceive what we're saying? Language alone, a word can mean 10 different things to 10 different people. And here we are trying to do our best and such good intentions, such good intentions being vulnerable and sharing the squabble with your husband, like good intentions. And then boom, whatever the negative feedback is, but you can't, you came from a good place. That's all you can do. And I think we get so burdened by I love the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Like if I were to throw one book out there, don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions, be impeccable with your word and do your best. If you could master those four things, I feel like so many of these spiritual teachers and great mystics and philosophers, if you just picked one and you just spent your whole life trying to implement the teachings, you'd get the peaceful place that you're seeking because they're all coming to the same truth Mm -hmm. eventually from all the different angles. And through their own lens, right? Through their own experience. There is 
I won't say names, but there is someone that I love that gives great advice. And I listened to the podcast and had the book. And then there was another book that just came out. And the first book spoke to my soul. Most of this person's stuff speaks to my soul. But this book that I'm listening to now, I'm like, it is not landing. There is like not one thing that is landing with my heart. And so I kind of just stopped listening. It's like, okay, like, because it's going to land for somebody and it's going to be life changing for somebody. Does that mean that I'm like, "Ah, you're no good? No, it's just this piece of his work isn't speaking to me. And that's okay, but it's because I'm coming from a different understanding. What I believe is really not what this person believes, but that's okay. And that's kindness. That's kindness. You're saying it's okay. See, cancel culture is not kind because it's like no room for error. And error based on who? Who decides if the person did something wrong or, you know, like, But again, I think that's the projection. I don't like these parts in me. So I'm going to make sure you hear how bad you are. And it's so sad because this world that our children are growing up in, where if you make a mistake or you say the wrong thing, you speak out of line, maybe you're having a bad, like who knows why people say some of the things they do, but to literally like, kill a person's spirit. I think that's what you're doing. It's like thou shalt not kill whatever, but like, it's not about stabbings and shootings always. It's the spiritual, like wiping people off the map. You don't exist to me. That's tough. That's a tough place that we've come to with this. And there's just not kindness. I think kindness allows you to rise above the issue because there's definite issues. And seeing it from a higher place, how can we come together? Where do we agree? There's got to be somewhere. There has to be a unifying point of agreement. Like, no matter what side of any issue, like, I think everybody wants their kids to be healthy, happy, and whole, and have a peaceful life. Like, so how do we start there and then figure out how to get, but we spend so much time you're wrong. You're right. I'm right. Back and forth a week. Seesaw, seesaw going nowhere. Yeah. And for me, like I like to find common ground with people and then based on finding the common ground. Okay. Now let's build on that. And I think these days it's, if we don't agree, we can't be friends. It's like, Oh, like I love my husband to pieces and he is my best friend, but there are things I don't agree with him. Can you imagine? I'm like, well, if we can't agree divorce, like it's okay to it's okay. Like I always tell people you were given a brain for a reason. And my brain doesn't have to think the exact same way you do. We can, you respect it. That's the difference, right? You respect his opinion because he's coming through his lens, his personal history, his going back however many generations, they say that this is carried through our DNA. Like we've lost the art of it's almost like the art of kindness, yeah. you know, it's like, there's an art to it. It's subtle. It's finesse. It's not like black and white, everything. Where can we find that common ground? That's the gray and work from there. Cause if we have to be able to use our imagination, what if the person I disagree with had a better solution? Can I see beyond my own convictions And this is in parenting all the time. What if my child who's 20 years younger than me actually sees life in a more serving way? 
And I have been down that path so many times. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, you are seeing this in a, <laughs> in a more loving way. Thank you. You know, take away that I'm the authority. I know better. I'm older. I've been there, done that. No, I've been there, done other mm-hmm. things. My child rearing and experiences, nothing to do with my kids. Yeah. But we try to superimpose because that's where we feel comfortable and safe. That's the construct that's around us. It feels scary to step outside of that. But boy, once you do, it's freedom to be your unique self with your own thoughts and your own beliefs and your own whatever. And I can meet you there in kindness. So with your book, I Am Love and So Are You, do we have a launch date? I'm writing the proposal right now. Okay. So... It's in the works with that. And then we'll go from there. But I am pretty excited about it because I'm trying to tie in all of the things that I've learned and weave them through. It's really trying, what is the irreducible residue of every situation in life? What's the best part that we can pull out of each situation that helps us, whether that's the lesson, which is always, to me, it's the love is always the irreducible residue. And we can find it if we really look deep enough. And that's like everyday life is the golden ticket. Our relationships, every situation has a gift in it. Even if it's bumping into a stranger for one minute, some energetic exchange happens there. And I'm just excited to talk about love in a way that's fresh and new. That's the goal. Try to get people to think about it in a new way. It's maybe empowering and starting with truly, it's about here. This changes everything changes around you. Everything as with or without, that's how it works. Well, I am so excited. I will have to stay connected because that is a book that I would absolutely love to read. And I'm guessing you'll talk about it on your platforms when it's out there ready for the world. And I'm really excited to get your view and different because I love when things are talked about just in a different way. Thing I'll say that might tie this up is that the interesting thing about this, just to pique people's interests, aside from it being about love, I'm telling it from three perspectives. So I'm telling my memoir from my shadow, from my ego, and from my true self to the best of my ability. So I'm showing how I saw it through this lens, through that wow. lens, to try to help people relate. Oh, okay. And I have a lot of like decades worth of practice of being in these other aspects of myself. And I don't think that's been done. So I'm excited about that. It'll be a challenge. It is a challenge, but I'm up for that. So we need to be able to see our own self from different perspectives. It's going to take a level of letting that ego go. And being so real and raw and putting when I was here, this was my ego, this was a shadow. So I love that, that you're willing to be so honest and open. I have been journaling since I was about 15. And so I'm literally going to be pulling my actual words from these moments in time and putting them in there and talk about being vulnerable. It's just like, here's my diary, but constructive. Like I'm okay with sharing it because I want people to feel that they're not alone in that. We all feel these things. We all have these universal struggles with how we see ourselves, how we see the world, how we relate to other people. It's a universal. And you already have another book before we go. I just kind of wanted to touch on that really quick. How are you feeling mama? And you co-authored that? Yes. My friend, Lisa Lashaw, we've never met in person. Isn't that funny? 
she lives in New York and I'm in Ohio. And it was a project that we kind of did as a blog series, putting out two perspectives of emotions that moms have. It's 33 emotions or something, 31, something like that. And every chapter is just short stories from my perspective on, let's say, anger and then her perspective and how to manage that. How do you deal with Because we, like I said, we all have the same emotions and we had such a great response. We were putting them out every day and sending emails and like the open rate was like 80% through the whole 31 days. So I'm like, you know what, this just wrote itself. Let's package it up and put it out there. And it's just a tiny little, tiny little book. I love that. Sounds like a book I will get as well. Thank you so much. I am so excited for your book and everything. And I think I connected with you over on Instagram. Where is the best place for people to connect with you who just kind of want to learn more? Instagram and then my website, shelbyspear.com. Well, thank you so much, Shelby. It was such a joy. My prayer is to be as aware and alert as my daughter was when these moments come my way. The well of love inside us will never run dry, but it can become stagnant. May we all choose to be doers of our calling by dropping buckets and pouring love around us everywhere. Never forget you were born with pure love in your heart. And somewhere along the way, maybe you forgot this, but love will always be waiting for you to return. And when you do, drop your bucket into your heart and pour goodness onto others. If you know someone this story might resonate with, send them a link to this episode. Also, tag me on Instagram at Tracy Farron and let me know what part of this story resonated with you the most. The best way to help support this show is to rate, review, and subscribe. Your support means everything. Until next time, rock your kindness. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.